Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you may be listening to this podcast episode at. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening to Vegan Cookie Reviews. Uh, We got Scarlet Red back on the show, and uh, we got to catch up with her, see what's going on in her life, some super exciting stuff that she's been doing lately. I want to apologize for the echo that you're about to hear in this episode, but we recorded in a new space, Stay Gallery in Downey. If you're in the area, you need to check that place out. It's a beautiful space, and they got some amazing stuff coming up. Um, I've always admitted I'm not a crazy professional at podcasting, so I'm always learning something new, so hopefully next time I'll be a lot better at recording in a space with echo. Uh, if you got any tips, email them to me at vegancookiereviews at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, but yeah, s- I will stop talking now. And uh, thanks for listening. Alrighty. How are we rolling? Yes, we are. Scarlet Red. Scarlet Red, Scarlet Red. Welcome back to Vegan Cookie Reviews. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So a lot has happened since the last time that we spoke. One of the main things is that you threw an art show, which was pretty cool. You want to talk a little bit about that? I'd love to talk about the art show, um, especially because I just have been decided that I was going to throw an art show. Uh-huh. Um, the way that I have reflected on this story was that my friend Julia and I, who wrote a song called Ho Trip together, and we can go ahead and plug that into the end <laughs> yeah. of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, am I supposed to be looking at the camera? <laughs> no. like, you, don't, you don't have to. Don't you have definitely to. don't have oh, okay. to. And I don't know if you know, the people at home wanted me to engage with them. Anyways, um, so my friend Julia and I, uh, last April, I had started working on a mix, on an instrumental mix, and I was like, yo, dude, I think you should spit on the track. And she was like, what? Like, no, I'm nervous. And I'm like, you have to. It's easy. I already have, like, the hook. It's called Ho Trip. She's like, okay, okay. So she, like, sang some words. And then that was how the song was born. Because I guess I should back up. The art show was called Ho Trip and Art Show. (laughs) And the song was called Ho Trip. So we wrote the song. It was a blast. And then... Around October, I started working on developing a music video for this song because all of our friends were like, oh my God, this slaps. You need to make a music video for it. And I was like, okay, we're working on it. So Julia and I made this music video where um, I had two friends, Cameron Cameron Coombe and Steven Scott Day. They're my film daddies. I love them so much. They helped me create this like paper mache world. Mm -hmm. We had built sets in Photoshop Photoshop from different images that we found online and then we printed them out in different layers and then we rebuilt them in 3D to create our different settings for the scenes that took place on mine and Julia's ho trip. A ho trip is when you go on vacation with your hoes, obviously. So Julia and I shot on a green screen we had a blast. I think it took us about two days to do it. And then my friend Cameron composited and edited us into the 
three-dimensional, yeah. what were originally two-dimensional paper cutout things. It was amazing, and that's on YouTube. Um, and we had such a good time doing that, and I was trying to think of like, how can we get this out to as many people as possible? Mm -hmm. Because at first I was just gonna like have a screening either like in my apartment yeah. or maybe at the brewery that I used to work at. They said that they would have let me do that, but somebody was like, why don't you do an art show and have more people involved? And yeah. I was like, but I want it to be all about me. <laughs> oh, this is where all the this There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so I, can I hold that up? <laughs> I'm holding up a hot pink uh, wallet that says it's all about me. I got this at Claire's when I was in the fourth grade. Did, but when I was really? in the, yeah, I recently <laughs> discovered this in my mom's storage. Oh, unit. that's right. Yeah. Uh, but when I was in the fourth grade I didn't have any money or debit cards. <laughs> So, a wallet was so kind of pointless. A wallet was totally pointless. <laughs> and like now I can put all my shit in there and it's all about me. So anyways, yeah, so... You were way ahead of your time. I was way, I was way ahead of my time. <laughs> Honestly. So yeah, so anyways, um, somebody suggested I do an art show, get more people involved, and then more people would come and see it. Because mm -hmm. the last music video that I made, which is funny, the last one that you had me on your podcast, I was talking about that music video. Yeah. Don't talk about my tits. That's also on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. But that was released through the web series that I'm a part of called Gal Pals. Yeah, that's right. And they have a lot of subscribers, so that did get a lot of traffic like right off the bat. But I was like, how can we get this in front of a lot of people? So let's throw an art show. I took my friend's advice. This art show was titled Ho Trip and Art Show, so it went back to <laughs> me. But it wasn't just about me. Ho Trip was actually inspired by this viral Twitter thread called The Zola Story where this uh, woman who was a stripper slash she worked at Hooters meets another girl who's also a dancer and they decide to go on a hoe trip to Florida. And so that's where the term hoe trip was coined, but also hoism, which was one of the themes of the art show. And body autonomy is mm -hmm. another theme from that story, as well as sex positivity. So those were the art show's themes. Okay. We had various different art forms at the show. We had um, digital art, we had illustrations, we had paintings, we had mixed media art, and then we had about a 30 minute long screening of other short films. Mm. So, now, for, for those uh, who might be listening, kind of explain in more detail the, those terms, because someone might hear that and go like, mm, not really get think? it. Yeah. yeah, body autonomy, I'm not really yeah. sure. Okay, so we'll start with body autonomy. Body autonomy is having the agency to do what you want with your body. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually a medical term too. Like you have autonomy over your body to make medical decisions. But in the context of this show, body autonomy, and in the context of a lot of feminist think pieces and mm -hmm. discussions and stuff like that, body autonomy refers back to like sexual agency because historically women have not been allowed to express their sexual agency without being viewed as a hoe. Yeah. So what we were doing with the show was reclaiming the word hoe and empowering it back to bringing it back to us and making it something that is that should be celebrated. Everybody that was involved in the show was either 
a woman or a femme identifying person or a queer person, people who traditionally have not been allowed to express and explore their sexuality yeah. without being judged. So that kind of slides into hoism. So <laughs> hoism sounds like it's made up because it kind of was, but so is everything else. Like anything can be fake one second and then real the next. Like that is the world we live in. That's yeah. the way language changes and shapes. The more people that get behind using a certain term, the more valid it becomes. But also all, like you can just make a word valid if it's valid to you. So the way that we described poism in the art show was that it was, oh, I wanna get the wording right. So let me go back. So in the Zola story, there's a quote or there's a tweet where she says, so we were vibing over our hoism or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to the to the girl that she meets at the Hooters. And it's like, yeah, like how many people, specifically women, have been in a bathroom on like a night out and then they're just like, oh my god, girl, like in the bathroom and they become best friends in like two seconds. Like that's yeah. just like what happens. <laughs> yeah. That's vibing over your hoism. Like that's what you're doing. So I wanna get this right. Let me okay. <laughs> Let me read it. So, for those people who do not know what hoism is, hoism is political. It is a radical form of self-expression that, when archived, works to dismember the historic cultural norm that suggests only cisgendered heterosexual men may explore, celebrate, and assert their sexuality and ownership of their bodies. So, if we want to break that down. Um, in case you don't know what cisgendered means, that means that your gender identity is the same as your sex organs that were you were born with. So, like, I am a woman, and I have a vagina. I'm a cisgendered woman. <laughs> so a cisgendered man, a cisgendered heterosexual man is a straight dude with a penis. And that's that, that's that on that. Which, and so we, as, well, you look like so to, so to break it down even yeah. more, like, uh, it, it sounds like part of that is also, is just basically breaking down the, the kind of double standard, because you, you were saying the, the ability to, for men to express themselves more freely, and then it yeah. being not that way for women, kind of, right? That's what you're saying? Right. Absolutely. That's, that's absolutely what I was saying. But you explained it, obviously, a lot better, and, and in detail. So, so that was hoism. And then okay. we got... Uh, oh, and sex positivity. Yeah, sex and Sex positivity that too. kind of goes, goes back to what you just said, which is like breaking down the double standard. Like we should be allowed to celebrate and enjoy sexuality. There's no slut shaming in my life. I don't look at somebody who's out there waving their booty around and like it's not fair to call them a slut because they're just living their best life. So true. Um, to sidebar this real quick, uh, thoughts on uh, Solange's new album and specifically her videos. Oh, I have you seen them? Okay, so crazy. Zola was in the videos. Really? Zola from the Zola story is the woman who's like in that like metallic thing, like carrying all that like that metal stuff yeah, down yeah, the road. Yeah. That is Zola from the Zola story. Who who coined the term hoism? So. Uh, 
wow, I'm just really good at this podcasting thing, huh? You are, and I'm just really good at timing my music videos and their inspirations when somebody else online does that too. Yeah. Great art show, so how many people, about how many people... Oh, this is a funny story. Okay, so... The space... Mm -hmm. I almost don't even want to mention the space. Well, it's, I mean, I can mention the space because they apologize. But um, the space is called Laser Kitten. It's a storefront for Laser Kitten, the brand. They're popular for like their 80s aesthetic, mm -hmm. 80s, 90s pop culture aesthetic. And uh, when I first sat down to talk about hosting this art show there, they were like, well, can you get 25 people here? And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I could get 25 people here. I'm thinking like, mom, my sister, my brother are gonna come. <laughs> like, there's all these people who are already involved in the making of this video. <laughs> like all my immediate friends are gonna come. Like, of course I can get 25 people to come. Like, yeah. what, what? So it was really funny when on the night of the show, they were at capacity. Uh, they're at, in like a, kind of like a strip mall looking thing yeah. on Melrose. So they're upstairs, and there's like a balcony, and they're in the corner, and the entire balcony down to the stairs, and the showroom of the store was packed with people. There was probably 200 people there. They said they they had not had that many people attend an event oh, ever. Yeah. I was record breaking. <laughs> but yeah, the, the woman who owns the store came up to me at the end of the night, and she's like, "I'm so sorry. I asked if you could." bring 25 people you really you really impressed me <laughs> and I was like well I did have 21 artists involved in the show so you know everybody brings five people like there we go that's that's all that's fun. Yeah. so it was a success it was a success it was an awesome success we also um were fundraising for a nonprofit called the called SWAP Mm -hmm. which is the Sex Worker Outreach Project. They are a advocacy group for sex workers and their communities, um, specifically sex workers who have been incarcerated. And if, to unpack what that means, um, sex worker is a term for somebody who works in any line of sex-related, like the sex-related industry. So that could be like, a stripper, mm -hmm. or a prostitute, or a dominatrix, or a adult film star. Like, those are all different lines of sex work. And so, as we know, people get put in jail because that is illegal for some reason. It's like the longest running business in the entire history of the world, <laughs> but it's still illegal. So, this organization, mm -hmm. They help people transition in and out of prison. Or not in prison, but they help people transition out of prison and they do like policy advocating and stuff like that. Nice. So the Sex Worker outre Outreach Project, and we raised $450. It was really super cool. We nice. got product donations for a raffle from a few different sex companies and beauty product companies. And we also got 400 beers. <laughs> Donated by PBR. That was like the highlight <laughs> for me because I love beer. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. I'm not gonna lie. 
This is the happiest day of my life, picking up the beer. Picking up on the a, beer. On a pallet, right? It was yeah. on a pallet. It was so. on a pallet. Like, a man had to drive out of his, out of the distribution center with a forklift. It was, in, for me, I'm going to frame that. I'm going to frame my receipt. <laughs> for Scarlet Red. Um, I, I think one of the coolest things about that also was being there and seeing the, um, like, I just love the energy and that's what, what's cool about like that. And then also being at the, um, the one that you did, uh, you performed, don't talk about my tits. That, that oh, was, yeah. uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, that was sort of, okay. So going back for those of you who don't live inside my head or my life, but don't talk about my tits. That one was actually performed in front of people at somebody else's like fundraiser yeah, art show yeah. party thing. And that was something that inspired me. That event that took place in Long Beach, mm -hmm. my friend had a really rad backyard and she was raising money for the ACLU. And it was like she cleared up her entire apartment to hang art on the walls. And there was like one room that was dedicated to like showing a film and then outside different musicians performed and there were vendors it was really really cool like yeah it was cool it was definitely way cooler than my event like, <laughs> it, was, it was way cooler but it was also it was also long beach like long beach knows how to do it right yeah um very different kind of cool than la and that was the first time that i performed any piece of music that i had ever written and that was when i performed don't talk about my tits and the feedback that I received after performing it is what helped me follow through with creating a music video. Mm -hmm. So that is, that event was like really influential in what turned out to be my own art show. Yeah. Um, and, and as far as I know, you were saying about uh, you know you made the you made the. Uh... I'm gonna rotate my chair because I know you can't see my face. <laughs> I'm an actress. Okay, so. Um... Starting over, uh, I, I know you were saying that that the art show came together as a result of you wanting to throw an event that was basically promoting the music video, right? Mm -hmm. But also the message behind that, and, and not only that music video, but also the different artists, like you were saying, the the themes of body autonomy, um, sex positivity, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Why has that been such an important part of your message? Um, not only for that art show, but the one that you did before, right? That's always been something okay. that, especially that we always talk about because yeah. it's, yeah. it's just, it's fun hearing you talk about it and it's something you're passionate about. Um, so what was like, what's what's the uh, motivate? not motivation, but um, wh why is that, like, why was that important for you to hold that, uh, yeah. that art show as a part of that message? Okay, so I'm so glad you asked this question because the answer that I've come to in thinking about this, because there are reoccurring themes in the work that I create in my artistic voice and in the comedy that I want to write, mm -hmm. the answer is because my identity, my experiences are through this lens of being a woman. Yeah. And it's really hard to make art, at least for me, where I am right now. It's really hard for me to be creative without being political because okay. the experiences that I'm drawing from are inherently political because of the way that I walk through the world. And I was having this discussion with my boyfriend, actually, who is 
straight white dude, and he makes amazing fucking art. He is so talented. Like, oh my god, it's so hot. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to talk about him on this podcast, but I'm bringing it up anyways. Um, but we were talking about it, and it's like his privilege that he just gets to be creative mm. without thinking about it having this like deep significant like political meaning like it can be creative and be deep and resonate with people for other reasons but my artistic voice is so deeply rooted in wanting to educate people and all that like that daily stuff that I go through like mm-hmm. don't talk about my tits was inspired by this dude at work constantly fucking talking about my tits <laughs> like I, like oh, that's 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 artistic gold <laughs> if you ask me and then ho trip is kind of funny because it's almost on the opposite end of the spectrum it's me embracing mm-hmm. my body and my sexuality and talking about like I'm a pussy pop all over this ho trip and then don't talk about my tits it's like don't that's like that's what the words are don't talk about my tits it's not your fucking business yeah um so yeah it's just a part of who i am and i hope that one day i can create work that i have well it's not that i i don't i don't want to be able what am i trying to say i hope that one day i have the artistic range to create something and relax that it's just something cute and pretty and nice to look at and that it doesn't have to be this like groundbreaking oh my fucking god because existence is resistance when you are somebody who is a minority you don't have to go above and beyond to get your point across because being alive and thriving in a world that's built on white supremacy this is america it's enough. Yeah. Surviving is enough. You seen Guava Island? No. You should, you should see Guava Island. It's Childish Gambino's uh, film. Oh, it just came out? Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Very good. Very good. Um, and it's funny that you say that, where, it's, where you, 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 you hope you get to the point where you don't have to make something that's, like you said, like where it's like you feel the need to make something political or groundbreaking, yeah. like you said. But it's, it's kind of funny that the stuff that you're making early on in your career right now or like that uh, don't talk about my tits those things are just things that I feel like from my perspective came about so like just like you just threw it out there and it's like gold like because I remember you showing me I hope I I hope I didn't like mention this in the last podcast because it's gonna be like a repeat like I'm recycling but I remember you I don't think I don't remember when you showed it to me but you showed me something in, at your house, do you remember? And it was just the beat or something like that? Oh, yeah. I think yeah. it was Ho Trip. It was Ho Trip. You showed me Ho Trip like very early on, maybe before. Are you sure it was? I, I, I'm pretty sure it was Ho Trip. I remember you showing me the beat and it, and, it, and it had your words in it, but I don't think it had anybody else in it. Oh, maybe. Maybe. I don't remember. And it was like just something you're like, I just threw this together and then yeah. it's just like awesome amazing influential art show that comes about from it so so if this is what you're making right now where 
early oh. on. Dude, I can't oh, wait. Just wait. I can. I'm so ready. I will say the hardest part about the whole thing was just financing everything. Mm -hmm. And next time I have to figure out a way to to get somebody else to pay for it. <laughs> or at least get more people on board. Like, I don't know, it was my first time doing it and I definitely could have asked the other artists involved uh, for five dollars. And yeah. then it would have it would have helped. Yeah. It just never occurred to me to do that. Um, so maybe next time, because gallery rental space is expensive. That was like the biggest cost. Um, but you know, I'm trying to get away from the music videos. Yeah. Because for acting, when my manager, like, my, like, because I'm an actress, you didn't know that about me. Um, when my manager pitches me to people for auditions, she uses, like, clips from Gal Pals and she uses my music videos, but it's a lot easier for casting directors to see me in a role mm -hmm. if it's dialogue. And so I'm trying to write more narrative stuff. Still in the realm of comedy because I think comedy is my strength. And that's the kind of TV and film that I want to be in. I, I would do dramatic stuff too, but I think comedy is so, like, super fun. I mean, yeah. you remember working in high school theater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, comedy, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it comes natural. Um, so speaking of acting, what kind of, what kind of stuff are you doing right now? Are you, what's your like, most recent stuff? I just got into voiceover dubbing. Voiceover dubbing? Yeah, so English dubs for foreign shows that are coming to Netflix. Oh my god, that sounds awesome. It's hilarious, right? <laughs> Dude, that sounds amazing. Yeah, uh, and that was super weird. This is like, this is even the, going back to the art show. So in April, I did this trial run of I'm gonna see if I can move out of my mom's house, but only for three weeks. <laughs> so I moved into this house in South Central and this woman that I lived with, she was a little bit older than me. She was in her thirties and she I think was from Long Beach. Either way, she was an elementary school theater teacher. So mm -hmm. she and I got along really well because she came from a theater background too. Yeah. And she knew I was an actress and later on down the line in 2018, um, no. Yeah, was it last year? Maybe it was the beginning of this year. I don't remember. I ended up getting this email from a casting director and they were saying, they asked me, uh, it was for a voiceover audition. And I have a voiceover agent and all of my auditions come through the agent mm -hmm. and they're usually self tapes, is what you call yeah, them. Yeah. It's like I record them in GarageBand and then my, send them to my agent and my agent sends them back to the casting director. But this time, this woman emailed me and she's like, hi Scarlett, I'm a casting director for like blah 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 show that's coming to Netflix. We need actors to be the English dubbing. Do you want to come in for an audition? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And then when I went in for the first audition, I asked how she got my information. And she's like, oh, Ellen gave it to me. And Ellen was this woman I lived with for three weeks in April. It was amazing. <laughs> it, was, it was like the first time I saw something like, oh, like it's the who you know kind of thing yeah. happen. And that was really cool. So I don't remember when I went in initially to audition. That was a few months ago, but she brought me back in for a different TV show. Uh -huh. And so like I did that, I did two, two sessions last week and I have another one coming up on Monday. Like it's super freaking cool. And I feel like now that I'm kind of in that company, they'll probably just call me back to do it. Oh, so. for sure, yeah. yeah. So uh, 
look out for any foreign films coming to Netflix anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, I will or... let you know what they are. I don't think I'm legally allowed <laughs> yeah, no, 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 to no, no. talk yeah. about them. But yeah, and then I'm in the process of transitioning with representation. Won't go into too much detail, but it's time to move on from the agents that I've been with for the last couple years. Uh-huh. And yesterday I had some really cool meetings with some bigger agencies. And I did like a voiceover audition slash meeting. And that was amazing. Like I'd never done anything like that before. So they brought me into their sound booth and I did two commercial auditions, a promo, which was like on the Hallmark Channel this Christmas. She gave her heart to a hero. Dude, you're really good at that. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it going. Yeah, there we go. So that was a promo. And then I did two animation uh, scripts and I sang two songs. Dude, I feel like you were just meant for that. Dude, I really hope I really hope they sign me. They're the number one voiceover agency in Los Angeles. And I don't know, I think it'd be really it'd be really fun. I cannot wait until it's just Disney presents, you know, some some movie about a squirrel and a right? and a seahorse or something and you know, you're the seahorse. So I I prepared seven characters. <laughs> Without knowing, you just prepared. No, no, no. My, my manager was like, prepare some characters and just go in there. And I was like, I don't even know what you mean by prepare characters. <laughs> but I had been doing enough voiceover auditions that I had at least four different kind of voices that I worked with. Mm-hmm. And then I like added a few more. And then I threw in two with accents. Nice. So you want me to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Because then I wrote lines out for them. So it was just like a minute long of all these voices. <laughs> so let's have your, let's have your um, listeners see if they think I'm actually cut out for voiceover work or if I'm just really feeling myself this week. Okay. So, do you want me to tell you their names? Or like, do you want to just go through them? I'll just say Yeah, do an intro, like, okay, this is a... Uh... Okay. Um, I'm the like, no, just <laughs> That's a Vine reference. <laughs> God, what a great pull. What a fucking awesome pull that was. Jesus. Genius. I love mine. Rest rest in peace, mine. You know who that sounds like? Who? Poppy. That reminds me of that oh, thing on. God. And I have a feeling that you showed me that or something. Oh yeah, I think I did show you Poppy. <laughs> the That's... most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. Dude, she's like a performance artist, basically. <sighs> she's she's killing it. Um, that was inspired by this girl that I kind of knew in college who <laughs> literally was like, "I'll give you a call and you can come over and play with my puppy." I saw this her was a, a, this was a real. This is like a real person. She said, I will give you a call and you can come over and play with my puppy. I like saw her on the street and I was like, oh, your dog is so cute. She's like, yeah, I just got him. I'll give you a call, come on over. I was like, whoa. <laughs> so that's, that's the direct inspiration for that. 
that's one. <laughs> I think I can only handle like two more. Uh, do, do, let's do one more. Actually, honey, it's called Spirit, and you should look it up. Nothing ever got done with a bad attitude and wrinkles on your britches. That's just me with a southern accent. <laughs> but in, you know, when you put it in a bunch of different orders and then you're just going all over the place. Yeah. They're like, wow, look, we can do anything. Look at this woman. What can't she do? I let, I did my best one. My best one was Colette. Nice. So, future voiceover. I think I have a future in voiceover. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, God, that was beautiful. I don't even know where to go from there. <laughs> I guess, okay, this is, I wanna, I wanna tack this on. Okay. So I graduated in 2016 mm -hmm. from the University of California, Santa Barbara. I studied theater. I decided to go to university because I wanted a college experience. There are people who decide they wanna be in the entertainment industry and they don't go the academic route. And I think that's totally valid. However, I look back on the foundation that that gave me and mm -hmm. the discipline that just being at college required. <clears throat> and I think that is how I've been able to create my success in these beginning stages of my career because it's all about being self-motivated and staying on top of the tools that the headshot, the resume, like all of that. Gal Pals, that was like a self-submission. That was before I had representation, the web series Gal Pals. Um, every little thing that I've done in the last two years, yesterday in the meetings that I, I took, because I'm looking for new representation, and they are with bigger agencies. Mm -hmm. And I do have to give my, my current agency credit for getting me where I am today, because they were the ones who hooked me up with all my commercial auditions. Um, but it's like nothing happens overnight. Yeah. Anybody who is an artist or like wants to be an artist, it just, it's something that you just have to be on top of. And it's really scary to be like, oh, but I have to like work and make money and like I can't just like throw it all at my passion. Mm -hmm. But it's like gambling and you gotta play big to win big. Yeah. And yesterday I really saw the fruits of my labor. So don't give up. Well, you're doing you. Congratulations. Thank you. After all this time, does it feel a little bit more, you're, you're kind of, do you feel like you're getting more into a groove? It's more comfortable or is it still kind of? Well, I feel like I just leveled up a little bit because mm -hmm. I recently joined the Screen Actors Guild, the union. Nice. And thank you. It is a milestone in my career, but with the internet and streaming services, um, there's this genre called new media. It is like the internet. Yeah. And like YouTube having TV shows and Netflix having TV shows and like all of these different companies having TV shows and producing their own films. Now that we're going away from traditional film and television, paying people is like, it's really easy to like not pay actors what they were previously paid. And there's a lot of non-union work out there. So, because it's cheaper to do non-union if you are a producer, you don't have to pay your actors as much. Yeah. There's less union work. And so, once you're in the union, you're not allowed to do non-union work. And, you know, other people in the union, they've 
been acting for years or they are just more, yeah, they're just more established. So I feel like I'm getting a different kind of footing now or like I have to get used to this new footing. Yeah. I wasn't really, the first three months of the, the year, I wasn't really acting. I was focusing on the art show and I could see that, like obviously talking about fruits of my labor, like yeah. that I saw in that one night, like, oh my God, this show really came together. But um, yeah, acting was kind of slow until recently. So hopefully getting in with these new agencies, bigger agencies, having a bigger name behind my name, some more doors will be open. Yeah. Um... I feel like that's really good advice for people. I mean, all of what you just said, and uh, for people out there that are that are that want to do that, because mm -hmm. I think there's more and more now. There's more of a focus on do-it-yourself type stuff, where yeah. it's like, and that feeds into that whole idea of like, okay, well, why would I pay more if I could get? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I could pay less like what what's the point yeah and so I, I feel like that it, it kind of made me think about just construction work and how you know pe people in construction business know that you know when you have your license yes it costs more and yes you have to pay all these dues or whatever but for someone who might be looking to you know remodel their home or whatever you can take a chance and hire someone that doesn't have their license and yes it's cheaper and yes it might be quicker um, but you're also taking the chance that they're gonna, you know, totally fuck you over and then, you know, five years down the line you're like kitchen floods and you're like, well, why did this happen, yeah. you know? And, and so that's, that's kind of the same idea, I think, with what's going on with the whole, like, everyone just out there wants to be an actor and everybody wants to build their own brand and yes, it's true, but you also have to have the foundation, yeah. you have to have, there's so much more work involved and I yeah. think only somebody who has been to the classes and has the accreditation and I don't know, I hope that's the right word, but yeah, the, the, uh, yeah. the, the, um, the papers to back it up. The papers to back it up. You know the type of work that, that has gotten you to this point um, so it's it's a different perspective, but I think it's a it's a perspective that that is uh, more focused on the quality of work than than just well I'm just gonna you know overnight success it and it's like it's gonna take work. Yeah. I, th I think more and more. I, I mean I don't know. I just I think that that's uh, it's it's just getting a bigger voice now because of the internet. I yeah. think, whereas before it was like you only knew about the, you know, the big actors and now you know about all these random people. It was like, why, yeah. why, why is this person? Well, that's a whole, oh my God, like the idea of like influencers also being actors and also being content creators, but you can be a content creator without being an actor. Like yeah. that is such a weird paradox that is in some ways really frustrating to me as somebody who is an actor first. Like, I yeah. wanted to be an actress since I was in middle school. Mm -hmm. And in high school was when I made the decision to take it really seriously and then orient how I was going to choose college to, to start acting. But it's like, okay, so I'm coming into the acting world. Commercials are a really good way to make money to supplement my income while I'm trying to like actually get into the room to be on a TV show or, or for a film or whatever. 
But now, like, I've been on sets with people who are, like, hired because they're influencers. Mm -hmm. And I was on a set for an eBay shoot. And this girl, I think she lived in San Diego, but she had, like, 500,000 subscribers. Or not subscribers. Followers. She was an Instagram influencer. She was, like, a fashionista-type influencer. And they, like, put her up in a hotel. And, like, she was, like, the primary character of the commercial and I'm sure she was paid at a different rate than we were mm -hmm. and it's just like really frustrating because we're doing the same work and I'm not discrediting the work she must have done to get her followers but it's just like god like this is making being an actor just that much harder it was yeah. already hard to begin with and now like you have to be an influencer on top of it like what what so it's it's rough yeah and not to say, uh, I think also not to say that, that there are people out there who are good at whatever line that they choose to focus on. Like, I'm sure there's great people out there, you know, making skits on, yeah. on YouTube or making, you know, little short whatever tutorials on this yeah. or that. You know, I'm not discrediting that. Um, but yeah, it is, it, I can't. I'm not in that world, so I can only imagine, like how you said, the frustration of being yeah. someone who this is your life's passion and the goals that you're trying to reach versus somebody who is, you know, put in the position just because of the amount of, like, all attention that they can grab from it. I mean, it's all capitalism because, like, this yeah. girl was in the spot because they knew that they would, like, triple their reach if she mm. was in the commercial because now she gets to go on Instagram and be like, look at this commercial I was in. You guys should use eBay. You know? Yeah. It's a really smart business model. But the flip side to that is like, you know, it's like a, it's like the gold rush. The internet is, there's a corner of the internet for everybody. Yeah. You just got to find it. Just like the gold rush, you had to have money to freaking get out to California and to stay there and to like, you know, survive and stuff. But it's expensive to create your own content, but that doesn't mean don't do it. Like, that's why I love the green screen. Yeah. You don't have to fucking go anywhere but that green screen. <laughs> and like the place that I did Don't Talk About My Tits at, we rented this studio for like eight hours, and I think it was like $200, and $200 or $300 for the whole day. All mm -hmm. of us like pitched in money to, be, to do it because we did it through Gal Pals. So don't be afraid to ask for help. I, have learned to to really ask for help, especially in the creation of this show, because there were so many people that I had to be like, please help me, I cannot do this alone. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah, create with friends. Scarlet Red. Very nice. Um, so anything else you wanna spotlight? Um, I do wanna spotlight, I wanna shout out a different web series that I made an appearance in. Mm -hmm. My friends Gabrielle DeCaro and Anna Garcia are two really fucking funny women. They did a really good job of making a web series that on the surface is absolutely not political, but they are playing a pair of brothers. So they're kind of in drag and they, the premise of the show is that they are failed artists and they get offered an opportunity to showcase their work but they actually burned all their art and they gave up on art. So the whole season is them trying to figure out what's gonna inspire them to create something for this art show. 
and it's called The Pembroke Brothers. It's on YouTube. There's three episodes out already, and it's really fucking funny. It's a very mixed media show. There's um, animation, there's puppetry, there's amazing music. Like, it's everything you can ever want more. And I'm in the first episode, so you should check it out on YouTube. It's called The Pembroke Brothers. The Pembroke Brothers, nice. And we'll put all this in the, uh, the show notes or the description so yeah. that people can check it out. Um, yeah, awesome. Well, it's always nice catching up with you. I'm excited for uh, the next the next level in your game. Thank you. I'll uh, see you at the top. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> always with just the greatest lines, too. People um, say these things, and I just take them. <laughs> Oh my god, I just realized that like we actually do kind of this a similar thing. I just like it just hit me right now. What do you mean? Where like I'll just say things like that's a lot like just I'm just always saying like you know well, in do a you, conversation. Okay, do you remember when we were it was either with we were in high school or we had just graduated. But we were talking about something and we both said it at the same time, but it was like Go catch them, tigers. <laughs> or like, <laughs> it's, you know, go get them, tiger. Go get them, tiger. But instead, it was, go catch them, tigers. And I feel like that's what you're talking about. Probably. I don't know, maybe. Well, you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, so. I thought you were going to say the apple doesn't fall far from the orange tree. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Vegan Cookie Reviews. This has been a discussion with Scarlet Red. You can find me on Instagram. Make me Instagram famous so I can book more commercials. Yeah, let's make Scarlett an, an influencer. Amazon has like an influencer program now. It's fucking disgusting. Where you can pay with followers? Dude, that would be crazy. No, Where, it's like, not paying. You get discounts based can, on how many followers you have? You promote and review Amazon products to your followers, and then you get free products and Amazon credit as the person who's promoting it. That's exactly, yeah. Yeah, but you know what that does? It eliminates the need for, well actually, I mean, you know Amazon doesn't really advertise, so maybe it's not, maybe Oh, for advertisements? Else. Yeah. Paying for advertisements? But yeah, kind of. It's just like. It's just no. giving out free product, pretty much. Right? They're saving so much money by not hiring somebody to just like advertise their products, like those different companies. That's a whole rant. That's a different topic. We're not going to go down the dark, dark path. <laughs> anyway, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in.